0: Welcome, welcome, everybody! To my new listeners who are on the YouTube channel, hi! My name is Emily. I'm a certified Christian life coach, and I've been hosting the Thought Bought podcast. To my original listeners listening on your favorite podcast app, there is now a video component. If you missed the announcements to our show, and so I'm so excited to have you, no matter how you're listening to the show. I'm especially excited to see how this video aspect of the show impacts our community. I love the fact that on YouTube we can comment right below on a specific episode to keep the conversation going. For those of you who are not in my free Facebook community group called The Bold Insiders, I'm just happy to connect with listeners in this form. I also think it just gives us a lot more relatability to hear my voice, to see how I feel. I use my hands a lot when I speak. And yes, I'm a newbie to this setup of YouTube. I used to do a lot of YouTube lives. So on the YouTube channel, you will already have over 30 plus videos of content, life coaching content. So check those out. You can binge watch them. And I did that for a long time. And then COVID hit and got pregnant with my third child. And just felt like to keep pursuing what I felt God was calling me to share, I had to eliminate aspect of that. And editing video seemed like such a far reach for me. And so you are going to have to give me grace and mercy. I am not a YouTube expert. But I'm here nonetheless because I am just passionate about helping people and I'm passionate about just connecting with other believers so that we can live intentionally with bold faith and leave this world with little regret. I know we all have a call, a divine purpose for being here, and it's my belief that I was built to help encourage believers in their walk with Christ and in their walk with who they are and who God created them to be because each one of us are here for a reason and in this time for a reason. So I'm just excited to see what 2024 brings to our community with this new avenue of connection. And if you are new to the YouTube channel and you're new to our community, we do have a free Facebook group. It's called The Bold Insiders, and I would love for you to get in there. It's just a way for us to continue conversations, uh, put faces to names, and have more of that fellowship aspect of our community where we get to know one another. So I'm just so pleased to have you here. And without further ado, today's first episode for the new year is all about the five biblical ways to make New Year's resolution and why I find this so important. Adjusting our New Year's resolutions to have biblical principles is the key to them being successful. As believers, we can get sucked into the secular way of doing things and tend to sequester God to just certain areas of our life, like Sunday at church. But God is here for all of us. And if we're setting New Year's goals, I promise if they're important to you, they're important to Him. And if they're important to you, you should want them to be aligned with God. And so that is what we're diving in today. There's five ways that we can make our goals biblical-based and therefore the success rate much higher, our momentum gains faster, and we have motivation that lasts till the end of the year. And isn't that the whole reason we set goals? So let's get into step number one, or I should say principle number one, align with God's will. You probably saw that one coming. But in Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. This goes without saying, we've heard this scripture so many times, but if we are aligning our path with God, he can make it straight. He can fix our fobbles. He can help correct us when we failed. And he allows us to go on a journey. And we've all heard that same saying, it's not about the end." It's the journey of getting there. And that's so true. So many goals I've had and set have led me down an entirely different path. It's ended me up in a place I wasn't even expecting. And quite frankly, in such a more better place because I actually learned something along the way and figured out that goal wasn't even aligned with what I truly desire or value. And I've been able to make those shifts along the way by keeping God-centered. So if we are keeping God-centered, that is the rule number one to making sure that our goals are set correctly. Ask yourself, does this goal reflect God's will for my life? Does it honor him? Does it further his kingdom? That's a big one, which leads us to understanding and rooting out what we really want from this goal. If we can get to the bottom of this goal, we can make sure that it does align with God. Or if we get to the bottom and the root of the goal, we figure out this is so self-serving. It really is not going to achieve anything better for my life. Then maybe we should rework that goal or consider a new one altogether. So this leads us to principle number two in all things: love. As stated in Matthew chapter twenty-two, verse thirty-seven through thirty-nine, it says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest commandment." And the second one love your neighbor as yourself. I have an entire episode on the Thought Vault dedicated to this because so many clients come to me trying to figure out and work out their stuckness. They feel stuck. They don't know their purpose. They're confused if they've even been living a life of purpose, if they're aligned with God's will for their life. They're just confused and they're needing clarity on where to go next, where they're at now, and what happened. Why are they there and where should they go? And they lament, and I've been there. I can speak from experience, lament over my purpose. What is my purpose? And here is the answer Jesus gives it to us right here in the book of Matthew. We are first to love God with all our heart, and then we're to love others as we love ourselves, which means we have to love ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves, and we would do unto others as we do unto ourselves. We know that good rule of thumb, right? So I want to challenge you to consider what is this goal accomplishing in your love for other people what is it accomplishing in your love for the lord and how is it helping you love yourself more it seems counterintuitive because when we set a new year's resolution usually it is very self-serving and the only consideration we have is how is this going to make my life better or get me to where i want to be so if we reorient that question and first ask how are we loving god with this goal It really helps us have a perspective of biblical proportion, which helps us to have an understanding of the momentum for this goal. If we are aligned with God's will from number one, and number two, this is helping us love God more, what could really stop us from accomplishing this goal or to continue wanting to work on it? If it's improving our love for the Lord, if it's improving our love for others, and it's improving the love for ourselves, I would say that's pretty foolproof. I love when I ask this question to my clients when we are first getting together and figuring out our game plan and what we're setting to accomplish as we work together. And when we get to this question, it's interesting to see how the goal shifts and it becomes more of a, a, a just drive, a purpose, another calling, if you will. And it takes a life of its own. It has something outside of just your own need. It's just like the saying, it's better to give than receive. When we're giving love and we're giving ourselves to something, we are given so much in return by coming from a place of giving rather than receiving. So if we are setting New Year's resolutions, I really challenge you to consider, how is this giving more of yourself instead of just consuming more for yourself? You see the difference? Sometimes it's easy to believe that a goal doesn't apply to God or this is outside of God. He doesn't really care if I lose 20 pounds. But here is what I want you to understand. Let's bridge that gap. Because if you lose 20 pounds, if you figure out the route that you want to lose 20 pounds is so that you have more energy because you're really excited about the women's ministry at your church, or you know that there's a local nonprofit, homeless shelter, food bank that needs extra support, but you are too down and out and tired, how are you serving that out? If you're losing that 20 pounds, the root of that is because you want to Be out in your community more, or maybe you want to just be able to play with your kids more. Very important. Those relationships matter in our lives. To say that losing 20 pounds is outside of what God's concerned about is such a lie from Satan. And that is the first roadblock in you accomplishing that goal. But if you understand that the root of wanting to lose the 20 pounds is this value add to not only yourself, but God's kingdom and others, man, your motivation is going to skyrocket and it's going to be much more of a driving force to help you understand, like, This is so much bigger than me and it truly does matter because you do matter and your efforts and your energy and your time spent on this earth should be spent in according to God's will and that means it's for a mighty purpose. And the ripple effects of that, you may not even see. They may go so far, you may not even see in your lifetime. It's very exciting to think about. So don't think that God wouldn't care about something or that particular goal doesn't apply to these principles. Remember, the title of this this video is five ways to make your... Goals biblical to actually accomplish these new year resolutions. These aren't just fly by the night ways to help you. They are going to help you accomplish and make change in your life. So, this is leading to number three, which is pursue growth. In Ephesians 4, verse 15, it says, We're encouraged to grow up in all aspects into Him, who is the head, Christ. This new year, let's strive to grow mentally and emotionally, spiritually, physically, to become more like Christ with each passing day. As I mentioned before, aspiring to be more like Jesus will not return void. I believe that's the best aspiration anyone could attempt to improve on in life. Reflect on this question. How will achieving this goal help me grow in my relationship with Christ? How is it going to make that more intimate, deeper, more whole? As we seek to make an impact for ourselves and on others, we are seeking to love like God and love is the most powerful force. God is love and God loved us so immensely that he sacrificed his love so that we could be made whole so that we may have eternal life. If we orient our goals and desires to align with God and who God is, we inevitably will seek more of him to see things the way he does and to respond to what's going on around us as he would. So you're going to see that through the journey of accomplishing this goal, God is going to reveal so much about who you are, about opportunities that are right outside your door, open relationships you hadn't even anticipated or expected or seen change in ways you never thought would happen. And that is the power of God. And what better thing to orient our goals around than that power? I might be aging myself, but an extremely viral thing when I was growing up was the acronym WWJD. We wore bracelets, rubber bracelets, the nylon rope bracelets. It was everywhere. WWJD. And I will say that is very good branding because it has stuck with me so much in life. I often ask myself, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do right now when my kids are melted down? The phone is ringing. I've got to get dinner on the table. What would Jesus do right now in this terrible situation that I'm facing in this relationship? How can I fix it? What would Jesus do right now if whatever might be happening, this question helps illuminate so many different responses that I could have and make me better for it. Because let me tell you, there is nothing that's going to grow you more than becoming a parent. And how many times have I asked myself, what would Jesus do in dealing with this situation right now? And it brings such a peace and such a clarity. So I implore you to use this question to help you understand how is Jesus in the mix of this? And how am I pursuing him? We know what faults are our own. So let us seek him first and learn how to respond in our life with better action steps. So this is leading us to our fourth way, our fourth principle to make our goals biblical. Embrace discipline. You probably guessed it. You're going to have to be disciplined when you have a new goal and you're making a change in your life. No one loves discipline, but here's what Hebrews says. In chapter 12, verse 11, it reminds us that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. When we are being trained in our discipline of following God's lead, is not gonna return void. And discipline makes someone righteous. Any great athlete, any great success story There was discipline. There was change that had to happen. There had to be routines broken and new ones made. There had to be a new lifestyle. And that's just the facts. So, if we anticipate the struggle, the obstacles that we may face, we can much better acclimate ourselves to that and understand that there is divine purpose for this. So, let's make this year about embracing discipline and cultivating habits that honor God and benefit us. And that discipline is going to help take the action with that. So what disciplines do I need to develop to achieve this goal? That is a very fabulous question to ask yourself when you are setting these goals. What discipline is this going to take? Because if we ask ourselves that, we might find the goals too big, too broad, not niche niche enough, not specific enough. And so we can't even decipher what am I going to have to do? You can't just have a goal and hope that it happens. There is going to have to be change that takes place. What discipline is going to be needed from you in order for this specific goal to happen? It's a great question because we often will have this pie in the sky goal and realize I can't do this. This is too much. This is too big. This is taking way too much mental power to overcome my natural tendency or the habit I've created. And so momentum is broken. Motivation quickly dwindles. And that's why year after year, you're setting the same resolution. This is how you break it, having discipline. And you get to set what that discipline is by what the goal is. So ask yourself this question early on and that way you can really see the viability of this goal, see if it really aligns with God and gives you the ability to love God, love yourself and love others and helps you establish a new pattern. And what will that pattern be and how can you make it Fixable and easy, like a low barrier to entry, so to speak, to get this ball rolling, to get this goal going. And that's a very important part about something has to change if change is going to happen. That is just the way it is. And there's no shortcut to any goal that you have, there just isn't. And this is leading us to our fifth principle, which is rest in his peace. It's so easy to get burnt out, so easy to get overwhelmed. This is a big pain point for clients that I work with one on one, burnout and just being completely overwhelmed, over analytical, stuck, just not feeling good. And for millennials specifically, I am a millennial. That has been a huge component. As soon as we got out of high school, there was so much economic and societal strife and pressures and situations, wars that we've had to walk through as a generation, and now just don't even get me started on what's happened the last five years. Millennials are very burnt out. And being a millennial, and I naturally gravitate to coaching other millennials. This is just something I see a lot and I've experienced many times. The podcast was literally on a hiatus for what was supposed to be a couple of months that ended up over a year long because I was so burnt out and I had to really go into compartmentalizing what was important to me in the season I was in and to spend the time added to those things because that's what truly mattered to me. So I understand the gravity of this and it's important to work rest in. So the question is, will this goal allow for rest? How does this goal allow for rest? And how will it make my rest better? Sometimes our goal, if it going back to the the health one, that's always easy to bring metaphors from. But if you have a health goal, naturally, you can see that there's so many different areas of your life that's going to impact your hormones, your sleep, all these things. That's going to help you rest better. That's going to help you have more margin to recharge and reset and continue the motivation, continue the momentum, the upswing of that instead of falling apart and being completely burnt out. So I hope you've added your, these questions to your goal setting. And I would encourage you guys to grab a pen and paper if you can, and just list your top three goals for the year and then ask yourselves these five principles and these five questions of how do these goals match up with these five principles. And you're gonna have a lot more clarity on your goal that you're probably gonna see them shift a little bit. And I can almost bet you're gonna have a lot more success with these goals had you not asked yourself these questions. As believers, we know that God needs to be priority. If we are aligning our goals with him in mind and him to be priority, you are going to have much more success. You may not end up at the place that you anticipated, but again, that's part of the journey. And oftentimes the journey is better than the destination. And so to coincide with this new episode, this launch of the video aspect of our show, 2024, I actually put together a monthly growth motivation planner as a gift for you guys. It's only $7 and it's a template. So you literally can print it off every single month and keep using it as your companion through this next year to help you with these goals. It's biblical based planner. So that is going to help keep these principles in mind. And it's going to help you have much more success tracking, shifting, seeing what God's revealing to you in the journey and being able to real time kind of shift and shape that goal to become what God's revealing to you it should be. And I'm super excited to offer this to you guys. If you are new here, I have a private Facebook community group as a way for us to connect more to have face-to-face face-to-face interaction, put faces to names and just build a community of like-minded believers that just are very passionate about having a bold faith and an intentional life and who doesn't want that? So please click the link to get into that Facebook group and you can grab that planner through a link in there or just simply in the show notes of this episode. Grab the planner to be your companion. It is robust. I've spent a lot of time making it and I know it's really going to help solidify what we've talked about here and going forward for the next year. Again, you can print it out if you want, you can download it into GoodNotes, your favorite note-taking app on whatever device you have, and you can have it with you to easily help track and keep you on track to having faith-based aligned goals for this new year. I cannot wait to see what happens from these new goal-setting strategies and how you come to the end of this year and approach 2025. I bet you will have new goals for next year instead of trying to repeat the same ones over and over again. So make sure you hit the subscribe button to this channel. Make sure you follow this uh, podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. Please drop in the comments below your goals. And I would love to give you real-time advice, maybe poke holes and ask you some questions to get your goals better aligned and hopefully see success for you in this next year. And I just look so forward to building this community here. I hope you stick around and you enjoyed the content. Please, if you've enjoyed today's episode, and please just give us some love, share the episode if you feel compelled to do. And until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12 2, the foundation of our business being here. Hey there, Bold listeners, just a quick break to share three things with you. First up, if you've got a question or a situation, dive into our Dear Emily segment. Submit your stories or dilemmas anonymously, and I'll tackle them with heartfelt advice and encouragement from a Christian life coaching perspective. Just head over to the submission link below or in the show notes if you're listening on your favorite podcast and let your voice be heard confidentially. Next, jump into our vibrant community at boldpearls.com forward slash insiders. It's our free Facebook community group where inspiration, support, and fellowship are just a click away. Be a part of our Bold Life family where faith and connection thrive. And last, don't miss out on our newly launched Substack channel. It's the new hub for exclusive Bold Life content and discussions. By subscribing, you're not only getting extra goodies and content to help you, but also supporting the show. I really do appreciate it. So remember, dear LA submissions, join the Facebook group, and check out our Substack channel. Three ways to enhance your Bold Life experience. That's it for now, so I'll see you later.